Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. You're saying I must be a wealth of knowledge. You would think so, right? Like I've been reading four hours a day for the last few years. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle, the podcast on personal growth and lifestyle design. My name's Eileen, and I'm here to guide you to become a master artist of life. Every Sunday, you'll get new insight and inspiration on how to create your dream life. After the episode, the conversation continues in our Lavender Lifestyle Facebook group, so I can't wait to see you there. Life is an art. Make it your masterpiece. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Lavender Lifestyle. It's Eileen. Before we jump into today's interview, I want to remind you that the 2021 Artist of Life workbook is out. It's out at The Lavender Shop. Just go to shop.lavender.com to check it out and get yourself a copy. I'm super proud of this version of the workbook. It makes a great gift for the holidays if you're considering holiday shopping right now. So yeah, check it out. Today on the podcast, we have Lee Rankinen, who is a co-founder along with Justin Malik of Optimal living daily and self-proclaimed professional reader who spends hours every day trying to find the best content for narration on old's five different shows justin and lee met at pepperdine university while pursuing their mbas and started their first business a few years later before ultimately deciding to pursue their shared passion of personal development and create the optimal living daily podcast on most days you can find lee alternating between reading and chasing around his two wonderful children and lovely wife So we'll be talking about how they started Optimal Living Daily, how they grew the podcast, and really dig deep into Lee's knowledge in personal development. Hi, Lee. Welcome to The Lavender Lifestyle. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show. I'm excited to hear the story behind your huge podcasts. Like it's multiple podcasts. You guys just, I don't know how you crank out so much content, but can you take us through the story behind how Optimal Living Daily started? And I guess like also how you met Justin and the business that you guys started before this. Sure. So uh, I guess I'll start chronologically. Um, Justin and I met at uh, MBA at our MBA program. Uh, we both went to Pepperdine for grad school. Uh, we met there. Uh, we were just friends, you know, met a time or two talked about businesses. We're both very interested in entrepreneurship, but couldn't really find anything that really fit for kind of that time period of our lives. Uh, Fast forward to a year after graduation, uh, I was in Chicago, Justin was in LA, and we were both really ready to kind of break free from the corporate world, having been there for all Mm -hmm. of a year. Um, Knew we wanted to work on something both were interested in, in mobile applications. So we started talking uh, from one text message, talking about wanting to do something, to about three months later, we were kind of up and running, uh, working with an app development company mm-hmm. to develop our first app. Um, and what was that app about? So we raised some... <laughs> sure. So the app was... Um, it was like a comparison app or a voting app for pictures. So it was like <laughs> Instagram was split screen. Uh, you know, do you like these shoes or these shoes? Okay. Um, do you like this setup of my room or this? You know, just yeah. where people could vote and interact. Um, it was a lot. We didn't really know what we were doing. Um, it was expensive. 
mm-hmm. we didn't have a monetization strategy in place. So all that being said, we, we grew it to a, a pretty good size. Um, I think we got over like 250,000 downloads to that app. Nice. Um, yeah. But we never made a penny off of it. It was very expensive mm-hmm. to run because not only the updates to the app, which needed continuous updates, but also just the server costs with running all those user accounts. I mean, are you open to sharing how much you both invested into this entire app? Sure. So I I can't remember the exact number for the app. I know we raised money from family and friends after we did the first version. So the first version, it was myself, Justin, and my dad invested in us. And I want to say we probably spent 25 to 30 grand on it. Mm -hmm. That was kind of the MVP. And then when we needed to roll out an Android version because growth had picked up, um, and we needed to update the the Apple iOS version. I think we raised another seventy grand from family and friends. So I think we had mm-hmm. we had raised a total of a hundred grand, and the vast majority of that went into the development of the app. Right. <laughs> so we did that for I want to say a year. Justin actually left his job to work for us full time mm-hmm. um, because we had so much early success in terms of like user growth that we thought we were really onto something the user acquisition kind of stalled out and Mm -hmm. we got to the point where we were running out of money. It was too expensive to maintain the app. We weren't making any money. So Justin decided to learn more about some simple coding himself so he could not only update that app, but maybe develop some other apps for us as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we got into this business of developing very cheap, uh, easy to replicate apps that were out there. You know, some were games like casino games and bingo and then we moved mm-hmm. on to like storybook. It was kind of like how to like choose your own adventure storybook style oh, apps cool. uh, yeah. where it was like stories where we would write or hire writers to write these stories and there'd be multiple interactive choices you could make along the way. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, it was it was okay. We uh, <laughs> we did it for a while. Uh, we made back most of the money that we had put back into the app. Well, how did you monetize the, those apps, the smaller ones? Yeah, so the smaller ones were all via like advertising. Okay. Um, so whether it was like annoying pop-up <laughs> ads or like banners at the bottom. Yeah. Um, and that was really the whole play there was we just needed to make some money back just to yeah. keep going. Otherwise, uh, Justin was going to have to go back to you know, his job in a cubicle that he really did not want to do. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of saw like the end was there. Um, and even we, so we ended up developing over a hundred, 150 apps, I think. So we had a lot of apps in the app store, Wow! but we had no passion for it. And it it was not a growing business. It was more of like Mm -hmm. every time we created a new app, it was just replacing an older one that had kind of fallen off. So we got to the point where we wanted to do something that we were both really passionate about. We had enough money left to have some runway. So we had, you know, six months, maybe a year tops um, since we were paying Justin basically nothing to work for us. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we had a little bit of time and we wanted to just work on something we were passionate about. We figured if we're going to make a go of this and do something for the long haul, it might as well be something that we're interested in doing. Justin and I were both really interested in personal development uh, so we started kind of brainstorming ideas around what we could do in that field. And uh, Justin came up with mm-hmm. the idea of narrating other people's content with their permission and making it a daily podcast. So it'd kind of be like an ongoing mm. audio book with multiple authors covering all different areas of personal development. I thought it was a great idea. I said, let's let's do it. Let's run with it. And I think from the time we had that call, we had a podcast up and running just a few months later. Uh, and that wow. was Optimal Living Daily. 
I mean, it's a great idea and I, you can see how it's caught on and you have like all the other versions of optimal living daily, right? So out of all of this, I mean, what was the hardest part in creating this? Is it like finding content, getting people's permission or like what part? Yeah, early on, it's, it, the permission piece was hard, right? Because you had to mm-hmm. have some big authors kind of take a leap of faith and be like, yeah, this is a good idea. It's cool. You can use yeah. my content. Um, the minimalists were the first ones actually to, to grant us permission. Oh, um, I see. And that was massive because it was right yeah. before their... The trend, yeah, right? Yeah, the minimalism the tr- trend. Exactly. Yep. It, was, it was December of 2015. Um, so it was like yes. the perfect time. It was right before their um, documentary hit Netflix. Uh, it was actually mm-hmm. a few months prior to their own podcast coming on and they were huge. Mm. I mean, they were very yeah, instrumental yeah, in our success. Too. They were sharing our <laughs> yeah. stuff on their podcast. They were just like very gracious with, with allowing us to use their content. That's and then amazing. they liked the podcast so much. They actually asked Justin to narrate their, their books. Mm. Um, so oh, I didn't know that. Under, yeah. So Justin ended up narrating their audio books. I think he won an audio, like an audio file award for the quality of them. So (laughs) he did all this on top of doing all the work for our podcast. So I know at that time he was basically sleeping and working and that was his (laughs) schedule for for a few months, but uh, it really did pay off. Mm. And so was the podcast kind of like an instant success to you because of that, that wave of minimalism? Did you monetize it immediately? it was an instant success in terms of growth. Uh, monetization mm-hmm. was a whole nother story. So growth okay. wise, uh, our goal was, Hey, Justin said, maybe we can hit a thousand downloads, uh, like in a week, but you know, that's like kind of the first goal. Maybe yeah. we didn't know how long it would take. And that was like the, within the first week we kind of hit that. And then it was like, nice. maybe we'll hit 10,000. And that was, you know, a few weeks later. So it really grew fast from the download side of things. We did mm-hmm. not make a single dollar on it. Probably for at least, a, it was about a year, I think. So we'd done almost a mm. year. And again, they're daily episodes. So it was it was about 300 episodes in, I think, before we had our first ad uh, go live yeah. on the show. Is there a reason why? Like what took that long? Yeah, it, it like I think the podcasting space was so much different back then. Um, at least mm-hmm. from our experience, it was. We just, um, we had a hard time securing uh, advertisers. They, uh, mm. It was always like, oh, you guys are just a little too small. You don't have quite enough downloads. There was always mm. something. Uh, and yeah. we weren't out there really like hunting for leads. We were just kind of focused yeah. on the shows and trying to grow the shows and kind of hoped and figured that if, if as long as we could continue to grow the shows and make it really high quality that the, the advertisers would come around at some point. Yeah, I, I believe that too. If you build something really good, like people will come, the advertisers, everything will come. How do you break up the job duties between you and Justin? Yeah, so so Justin, he's the host of Optimal Living Daily. So that's obviously a, a massive role. That's mm-hmm. one of our six shows that we have, but it, it's our biggest yeah. one. It's our flagship one. He also did all of the audio producing, um, basically since the beginning. Mm. Um and mm-hmm. recently we hired Greg, um, who's our host of Optimal Living Advice and Optimal Relationships Daily. He's been doing a lot of the audio producing for us now, so that's been a massive help. Uh, but Justin did that for years and years. Wow. I My role is more like the, <laughs> like the self-proclaimed professional reader for Optimal Living Daily, so I actually select all the content. Um, for all the episodes for all of our shows right now. Wow. And, and you still do that for all of your shows? I, I do. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> That's a lot point, of content. Yeah, it's a lot of content. I spend about four hours a day reading. Nice. Um, and wow. that's between selecting content and also reading potential new authors for the show to reach out mm. to um, and mm-hmm. get their permission. So, yeah, it, it's a lot of reading. 
Uh, again, kind of the reason Justin and I chose a niche that we were really interested in. It's it's really not it's not bad work. It it, it does take like you a lot enjoy of time. it. I do. I, I mean, yeah. I love I love all the content. Even when I'm having a bad day, sometimes I'll read an article that'll really kind of flip my mindset. Um, ah. so, so it's good. It's uh, it's definitely enjoyable. Wow. I'm sure you are a wealth of knowledge then if you've read everything (laughs) and more. I have so many questions about that. I mean, first of all, what sticks out? What makes you decide, okay, this is going on our show versus something that's not? Yeah. So what we try to do is obviously we get permission up front from the authors, um, which Mm -hmm. makes it a little easier because then we have the authors, we've already kind of vetted them on the front end in terms of quality and type of content that fits the niche of each show's. And then we also have kind of like word count requirements because we want the show to be a certain length. You know, each episode's about 10 minutes. So mm-hmm. we have a little bit of room to play with there. And the other thing is just trying to get like a wide variety of topics with uh, within like the personal development niche or the personal finance or health. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to make sure like listeners aren't hearing the exact same thing. Yeah. Five, six days a week, just like a little different perspective on on personal development. Yeah. I mean, at this point, do you feel like you've repeated the same topics over and over again? How do you keep it fresh? And are there topics that you are sick of reading about? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we definitely have, right? There's so many repeats. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it's so powerful too, because, you know, you're saying I must be a wealth of knowledge. You would think so, right? Like I've been reading four hours a day for the last few years. Um, Yeah. But, you know, it's so easy, just like when you're in school, it's so easy to forget so much of you learn. But there's always like those key lessons that just stick with you forever. Um, and there's mm-hmm. a handful of articles that I've read, even if it was years ago, that still stick with me, um, you know, all the time. I just can never forget them. And I think for every person, those articles are going to be different. It's going to be a different topic. It's going to come from a different viewpoint or a different lens. And and that's why I think it's so it's such a cool idea because there's so many different viewpoints and perspectives that we're bringing to people. And mm-hmm. even though it's all around the the niche of personal development, there's a lot of different ways that you can use personal development as a tool in your life. Yeah. So what would be those, those things that stick out in your mind as the highlights? And then I also want to hear what you're sick of. <laughs> <laughs> sure. The things that really impact me are when people have a, a personal story that they talk about and whether it's a personal story or if mm. it's like a historical example. Uh, I remember like stories. That's just how my mind works. Stories are very impactful to me. And I'll remember a story or a parable or something like that. Yeah. But I won't always remember if somebody gives me like these are three ways to like maximize your productivity every morning. Now I might use some of those and I might be like, mm. that's a really great yeah. uh, example and I'm going to use that and I'm going to start doing that tomorrow. And it might be very impactful on my life, but unless I'm grabbing them and using them immediately, I probably won't remember it a month or two months from now. Whereas mm-hmm. like a story, uh, those ones really stick with me for the long haul. Oh yeah. And then you said what I'm sick of reading. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, what well, you're sick of seeing over and over again, if if there's anything like that in the personal yeah, development I mean, space. It's it's funny. We have so many talented authors that are that kind of contribute to us. So I don't know that it's anything. I think the things that probably bother me the most when I read them are things I should probably be doing in my own life that I'm not doing a very good job oh. of. So it's like a constant reminder uh-huh. of like, this is very important. And there's all these examples of people who are doing something like meditation is probably the thing for me. Uh, people talk yeah. about meditation. They talk about all the benefits of it. They talk about all the life changing stuff. I've done it myself and I had 
I, I feel like I received a lot of value from it, but it's not something that I've built into like a daily practice or even like a weekly practice mm-hmm. for me. So I think that's the hardest thing yeah. is like reading the stuff that I know I should be doing that I still haven't incorporated into, into my daily life. Yeah. I mean, that that's okay. We're all on our journey and no one's perfect at those things anyway. This episode is sponsored by ConvertKit, the email marketing software for online creators who want to grow a fan base, promote their work, and build a meaningful relationship with their audience. I've been using ConvertKit for three years now, and it's been essential for growing the Lavender community. The email designer helps me share exclusive updates about our latest projects, like the new 2021 Artist of Life workbook, all in clean, simple emails that are quick and easy to create. ConvertKit's free plan also lets you build custom landing pages to showcase your projects in minutes and personalize your emails for an extra special touch. If you want to connect with your audience in an easy and meaningful way, go to convertkit.com slash lifestyle to sign up for a free account. That's spelled C-O-N-V-E-R-T-K-I-T.com slash lifestyle to help you get started on growing your audience today. I also want to know about the growth journey of the podcast. I mean, you mentioned you got like recommended by The Minimalist, but was it, how was the growth? Was it just organic? What else did you do to grow your podcast? Because I felt like, I feel like podcasting is, is harder to grow, right? Yes. Podcasting, I mean, it's so hard. And we've, we've kind of noticed that because as we've launched shows, the further we've gotten along back from, you know, 2015, when it was much easier to get even just the organic growth. Um, it's just gotten harder and harder as there's been more and more people piling into the podcast yeah. space. Um, so we yeah, can talk we, about your newer podcast. Like how do you grow a newer <laughs> podcast? Yeah, it's, it's hard, right? So we do have a built-in advantage of we narrate authors content, right? So mm-hmm. we get new authors on board. We share those episodes. Uh, a lot of the authors whose content we narrate are happy to then go share that with their yeah. existing audience. Cause I think it's kind of a cool way, um, not only are they getting exposure to a new audience via our listeners, but they can also expose their readers to, to kind of the products that we have. So that's, that's kind of the biggest thing that we do. It is still mostly organic. Uh, and the other thing is we just have a ton of content, a ton of episodes. So it, it does help. So if you're in the app, if you're in the podcast app and you're searching for some type of niche in personal development or health or finance, odds are you'll, Sooner or later, you'll run into one of our episodes mm-hmm. um, just because we have so much content in there. Right. And with so much content, I mean, you mentioned you're still reading everything and you brought on one person to do production, but how big is your team? Who else works on this and how do you guys manage? Yeah, so it's it's Justin and myself and then Greg mm-hmm. um, is doing the audio producing and hosting a couple shows. Uh, Jess is our writer and editor and she handles a lot of our website stuff. So Jess and Greg are full-time, Justin and I are full-time, and then we have a handful of freelancers, whether they're hosts of the show or they do some editing for us on the side, probably another four to five people. Okay. um, that are they're freelancers, so it's it's, uh, small but growing. It's pretty lean, I would say. (laughs) It is, yes. And it's been one of those things, and it's kind of one of those hang-ups, right, because there's a lot of, like, like, strong periods in terms of, like, sponsorship revenue coming in and there's also like some dry periods. So like, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of that balancing act of, we know hiring and hiring really good people is like the best way to grow mm. the shows in this business long term, yeah. but it's still hard sometimes. Like when you go through like a, a long dry spell with sponsorship, um, on the podcasting side, it's hard I to be see. like, okay, now we're going to take this money and hire somebody else. Even if we don't know that money's necessarily going to be there, you know, a few months from now. 
Mm. So you would even say now it's, it's, there's like phases of like dry spells and phases where it's like doing well. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Even in podcasting? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I mean, wow. that's our experience. Um, and again, we have so many episodes, you know, with all, all the shows being daily, some are just weekdays, some are seven days a week, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, we've had periods where we don't have any episodes open and we're, we're really full with sponsorships and other times where, yeah, yeah there, there are dry spells. So even now I'm thankful that we're in podcasting, you know, with, with coronavirus really impacting advertising across the yeah. world and everywhere, at least podcasting is still like a growing area. Uh, so we're feeling oh, much yeah. less impact than, than other areas. I mean, can I ask you what you think the, the industry of podcasting, where it's going, what are the trends? That's a good question. <laughs> um, I, uh, <laughs> Because it is growing, but what do you, where do you see the, the next version of this podcasting world? Yeah, it, it's growing, right? Yeah. I, I don't, you know, I don't know if I have a great answer for you. I think uh, what I'm seeing mm-hmm. in like Spotify, if you look in their top charts, is everything is mm-hmm. daily. Not everything. A lot of things are daily and shorter format. Um, Mm -hmm. so again, it's people Mm. being able to consume stuff on a consistent basis, um, and very niche topics. And I think that's kind of the natural evolution as you get more and more people into this space, both on the creation side and also the consumption side is people are going to want more and more niche things. Um, so you may be able to create a very Mm -hmm. niche podcast that doesn't have broad appeal, but you may have a very small, very dedicated listener base to, to whatever that niche is. Yeah. Interesting. And then in terms of the personal development industry, what would you say are the major trends you've seen over the past five years? Yeah. Minimalism's the biggest one. Um, oh yeah. I mean that, that was like 2015, 2016, yeah, it was, right? It was massive. A huge wave. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're still seeing it, but again, not, not to the same extent. Um, I think that's kind of evolved from the minimalism yeah. to more of like intentional living. Um, yes, I agree. Yeah, so it's, it's cool. It's kind of a cool evolution too, because I think what a lot of the, the minimalist people were saying is all about intentional living. Um, you know, depending on how you see it portrayed in the media, sometimes it's, I own like seven things and that makes me a minimalist, but really what a lot of, you know, the minimalist and Joshua Becker, what they're saying is like, just focus on what's really important to you and don't worry about the rest. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of like the intentional living mindset that came from a lot of these uh, minimalism authors. Yeah. Can I ask what you think we will see in the next five years <laughs> in personal development? <laughs> Anything you see popping up? I think one of the big themes that I'm seeing now is uh, more around like connection. So relationships, mm-hmm. human connection. Um, especially this year, right? <laughs> right. Especially this year, right? When you're stuck at home yeah. and you're, you're not able to connect with people in the ways that you've, um, we kind of started seeing some more content being produced around that even before, uh, mm-hmm. the pandemic started. But now I think you're really seeing it and you're seeing people really reflect on it. Um, yeah. and, and just being more intentional with where they want to spend their time and who they want to spend that time with. Yeah. I mean, I I love this topic because I do think there are certain trends. And to me, it's kind of like the collective consciousness is growing. Like I I saw a big peak in self-love in like 2016. That's when self-love and self-care became mainstream. All these brands Mm -hmm. started talking about it. Minimalism was a little bit before that. And so it's always, I don't know, I just find this topic fascinating. And since you read so much, (laughs) it's it's like you should know what's coming up. (laughs) I should, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, but it, it is cool. So what is next for you? Are, is there anything that you're excited about moving forward? 
Yeah, we're working on one thing behind the scenes that I can't disclose about yet. I'm really okay. excited about it. But it's when can we expect to know? Hopefully before the end of the year, if not early next year. Uh, yeah, okay. it's, a, it's an exciting project. It's kind of an extension of what we're currently doing with the podcast. And yeah, I, I think it'll be a great resource for, for anybody who listens to our podcast currently. Mm, so so okay. sorry for the, <laughs> no, the it's secrecy, okay. but yeah. We'll, we'll be waiting. All right. So next up, I have some a couple of Instagram questions from our audience. So the first question is, Alice asked, do you have a favorite podcast out of all of them? Whether it's a, a podcast or a specific episode, that was your favorite. My, I really like Optimal Living Daily. Mm-hmm. Just the mindset stuff, the the number of different viewpoints. Uh, I just find it very impactful. We were talking about meditation before. Optimal Living Daily, listening to that show has kind of become my meditation practice. <laughs> it's kind of like a guided uh, meditation. I, I really... Ch- yeah. Do you listen to it all, every I day? Do. I do. Yes. <laughs> oh my yes, gosh. I know. So wow. it, I get to read the content and then I hear it again. Um, <gasps> yeah. And it kind of reinforces. Then it reinforces. Exactly. Yeah. In your mind. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So the next question is from Vina. How do you quit a nine to five job and pursue your passion when you have financial commitments? Yeah. And I I can speak to this because I had plenty Mm -hmm. of financial commitments when I did uh, finally leave my corporate job and and join Justin doing this. Um, I, you know, I did it on the side. I did it on nights and weekends for a long time while Justin was working for us full time. Um, Mm. And, you know, I was just patient and I waited until the, the, the time was right for, for us to do it. Um, still took a little bit of leap of a leap of faith. Um, definitely earned less money, you know, when I first came over from, from working in corporate Mm -hmm. America to doing this full time. Um, but my overall quality of life, you know, increased exponentially by doing it. So I would say be patient, but do what you can on the side. You know, it's a lot easier to, to build something up on the side. If you have other financial commitments that you need to to continue to make, um, and then see if you can make a go of it. Cause usually with businesses like, like podcasting, if you can prove it's doable, um, or financially viable on the side, then you're going to be able to do that two, three X once you're able to fully commit to it. Oh yeah. That's so true. Yeah. And then also like, it takes a while, even after you start and you're successful, it takes a while for like the money to come too. Yeah, it really does. I mean, can I ask, how did you decide when was the perfect time for leaving your job? Was there a certain number or just some sort of metric that you're looking at? Uh, it kind of got to the point where Justin was was kind of dying for help. And he was like, <laughs> he was like kind of you. needling me. He'd be like, uh, you know, it's it's getting busy. Like I, I, uh, I, I'm sleeping and working and that's all I'm doing right now. Um, yeah. You know, I could really use your help. He's like, I think we can do it financially. Um, I think if we're both doing this full time, we can grow it faster and, and yeah. you know, hopefully make up that difference. Uh, so it happened really quickly. It kind of, you know, I was, I was working, but not nearly as much as Justin was on the business because I still had a full time job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden he was like, I think we can do it. You know, we had a good couple month run. Growth was continuing to, to move upward and from, you know, we talked about it and then I talked with my wife about it. I talked with my parents about it and everybody was very supportive and said, yeah, you, you should do this. So, mm. uh, kind of laid out a, a plan. And I think within maybe two months of having that conversation, I left my, my job and, uh, so yeah, started doing it full time. 
Nice. And that was the app, right? Not the podcast. No, this was for the podcast. So oh, I, yeah, it was. Yeah. So I was working in corporate America that whole time. It was... Um, Wait, when you were working on the app, you were still correct. like working your job? Yep. Oh, I yep. see. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's a lot of work time. <laughs> <laughs> you were building a lot. <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a long time, like number of years, especially, uh, you know, even after we started the podcast, I was still working in corporate America for a few years. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I mean, it all worked out in the end and I couldn't be happier now. So Nice. I'm happy for you. So now we have some rapid fire questions that I ask every guest at the end of our podcast. So the first question is, what does your dream life look like? Yeah. So right now I would say, um, you know, the sense of a sense of freedom, uh, a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like we talked about before, like an intentional life. Um, yeah. And, and what's included in my dream life has changed dramatically over the like past 10 years. Uh, and I kind of expect that'll change more in the future too. Um, and, and that's the exciting part, right? Like I want to be open to that change. I want to be open to yeah. if something new comes into my life and is very important to me, then that becomes part of my dream life. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's kind of how I look at it. What would you say are the biggest shifts? Me and my wife had our first child four and a half years ago and our second mm. one just under two years ago. So that by far and away has been the biggest shift in my oh, life. Yeah. Um, lots of things that seemed very important to me, you know, five, six years ago now seem like very minute relative mm. to just spending time, you know, with my wife and my kids. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So the next question is, what is one book or resource that you recommend to everybody? Yeah. Uh, I would say the last lecture um, by Randy Pausch. Um, okay. Have you have you read that? I at haven't all? heard of it. No. Okay. Yeah, he was. I'm a, take notes. Yeah. yeah, he was a a terminal cancer patient who was a professor at a college, um, who ended up writing a book all about his last lecture about, you know, kind of seizing every moment in life. Uh, he was married. He had three young kids. Mm. It's a very impactful book. Uh, there's. There's a few videos online too where you can actually watch his his lectures. Uh, very very impactful. Mm-hmm. I'd highly recommend them. Awesome. Okay, so the next question is: What is one habit that has changed your life? I would say gratitude, um, and not like in the typical sense where you hear about it, where people say, you know, wake up each morning and think about what you're grateful for, or write a list. Uh, for me, it's kind of in the moment. It's it's like mm-hmm. stealing those moments or capturing those moments where you're just with somebody that you enjoy being with um, or you're in a a peaceful place or whatever it is. And just really like being mindful of that moment and, and trying to cement that moment in your brain so you can uh, just like reflect on how great it is. Yeah. So, so gratitude in the moment. It's part of like being present. Love it. What is the best life or career advice that you've ever gotten? Okay. So life advice, I would say people will always remember how you made them feel when, when mm-hmm. they're around you. So that's something I always think about and I kind of reflect on that before I spend time with people. Is like, how do I want people mm. to feel when I leave yeah. this interaction? The last one, finish the sentence. The most amazing part about life is... Meaningful connection. Love it. Thank you, Lee. So where can we find you online? Yeah, uh, you can find us at uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Old Podcast, OLD Podcast, mm-hmm. uh, or... You can find us at oldpodcast.com. Me personally, kind of taking a hiatus from social media. So I'm around, but not not super active on any of the platforms right now. 
Yeah, which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I loved talking to you and getting to know more about your process. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Hope you enjoyed that talk with Lee Rankinen of Optimal Living Daily. Make sure to check out their podcast if you don't listen to it already. Now I'm going to share some key takeaways from our conversation. The first takeaway is that stories stick with people. Lists and other practical content can be helpful if implemented immediately, but usually they're forgotten if you don't implement it right away. I totally agree with this. There are so many great articles and blog posts and just content out there with actual actionable info, but if you don't take action on it right away, you're going to forget it because it's written in just a practical list form. But when people tell a story and that story carries with it a lesson, that story is going to be much easier to remember and it's really going to stick into your memory and, and possibly make a bigger impact on your life and your way of thinking. The next takeaway is to have patience in the journey. If you listen to their story, they took a lot of time, many trials and errors with previous businesses before they found success with the podcast. And even after they started the podcast, the money didn't come right away. Even though it was a podcast success, it wasn't a monetary financial success just yet. So things take time. If you're building your dream business, it takes time. But as long as you genuinely love what you're doing and you have that internal fire and that passion for it, the money will come. The last takeaway I got from speaking with Lee is living an intentional life and making meaningful connections. So they could be doing so much more with the Optimal Living Daily podcast. I mean, I think they're already doing a lot, but he was talking about how it's not about being the most successful as possible because they can always be doing more to be more and more successful as a business, but they choose to live an intentional and meaningful life for themselves, which means balance, which means not overworking yourself, making time time to spend with your family, which are the most important, meaningful parts of life. So I love to see that balance in successful people like this, to see that money and business success is not everything. Living an intentional life with meaning means so much more. All right, that's it for today's show. Sending you so much love. Make sure to check out the 2021 Artist of Life workbook and our other products on the Lavender shop that I am so proud of. Just go to shop.lavender.com to check it out and maybe treat yourself this holiday season. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Lavender Lifestyle. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Lastly, you can catch me on YouTube and Instagram at Lavender, where I have even more content for the artist of life. Sending you so much love. Bye.